0: welcome to episode six of Draw's podcast show i'm your host mark Muffini. today i have a good friend of mine professional surfer big wave surfer um it feels weird saying progressive surfer but you you are you know aerialist whatever you want to say um mr albie lair albie, how are you doing today
1: <laughs> that was a really good intro joe
0: dude right and then i'll have some uh, a little intro music too from conan soon Oh, nice. Um, so there's a lot of things I'd like to get into, but uh, I think maybe to start off with, maybe you could just go over your background a little bit, you know, um, and make sure that's close by.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's dial this in here. Is that good? Yeah. Get a shit in my pocket. Um, I was born and raised on Maui. I'm, I'm 30 years old now. And yeah, I've been surfing since I can remember and been doing it for a career for like ten years or something. I don't know.
0: Probably more than
1: that, right? I don't know. I was like sorry. (laughs) I was like almost making a living when I was like fifteen and then I lost all my sponsors and I didn't make a living actually till I was like twenty, I think, after intersection.
0: Oh, that's right. I remember Intersection was like the relaunch.
1: Yeah, I was 19 then.
0: Dude, uh, how did you lose all your sponsors?
1: That's a whole long story. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Come on, how to, just give us a little brief recap. You don't have to go into the details.
1: Uh, uh, the brief recap was well, it was a couple of different things. I, I rode for Bill Along for a super long time. And then I was a senior in high school, and they dropped me, which sucked because I rode for them for like eight years and then like was basically just like a big slap in the face like oh like we don't think you have the potential to take the next step like out of amateur um as far as like competition goes which I guess they're right because I wasn't going to do competition but it sucked because they were the only ones who were like sponsoring free surfers at the time so I thought I was pretty like fucked after that when what
0: when did you get on Nike
1: then I got on, I got on Nike right before I got dropped by Billabong, so I was like still okay after Billabong dropped me. I got on this other company called Alliance. That was like a startup brand that was really cool, actually. Um, I liked writing for them, but then I got in a huge blowout with a Nike guy. When I was, um, it was like this weird thing where I was on Nike before. I was like the first surfer ever on Nike officially and then um, they started expanding the team and so they hired like a team manager and stuff and all this stuff and like so he built out the rest of the team so I was like the only guy on the team he didn't pick which I think like started friction Um, and eventually me and him had like a full blowout and I like just kind of told him I was over him and basically told him to get fucked and I was like 16 years old at the time and and he kind of went around and just like and he was kind of a big deal in the surf industry at the time and he kind of told everyone that I was just not to work with me basically and then so from like 16 to like 19 18 19 I, I got on ergo but I was making pennies you know at the beginning um so from like 16 to then I was basically like No one would touch me in surfing. I remember I had, like, a full deal worked out with Rusty. And, like, before they sent over the contract, the guy, like, wrote me back. Like, oh, actually, I just, like, did a little, like, poking around the surf industry. And I guess you, like, get in fights all the time and smoke weed. And I had never been in a fight in my life and, like, didn't smoke weed at all at the time. And I was like, what? And I was like, no, that's not true. And he, like, didn't care. And I was like, oh, shit. I'm like, I might be fucked.
0: So it's possible to be just completely blackballed.
1: In an industry, just from one individual? Uh, I I don't know. As a kid, I think it could happen, like, more back in the day. But I don't think that really happens now, like... Because you gotta think, that was, like, really before web clips became a thing. So, like, how good you were at surfing was, like, a matter of, like, who was taking photos of you. And, like, who was filming you. And, like, but films only came out... You know, there was only DVDs. Yeah, and it's like not not like sixteen year olds are getting in DVDs and stuff. So, you kind of like had to go on either your contest results or like pictures were being taken of you. And if the guys who took the pictures didn't like you, then it wasn't looking good. But now it's like a lot more free because you have the internet. So like if you surf good enough, you put your clip up, someone will see it.
0: Yeah. Do you think it's easier to? Do you think it's easier to become a professional surfer nowadays? Or maybe not necessarily become a professional, but I guess obviously to just get more exposure given that, you know, Instagram and everything's just...
1: I think it's like, I don't know. The whole surf industry is in a super weird place right now. Because it's like, it happens in like all walks of life, I think. Where like people quit like paying attention to experts mm-hmm. or something. Like there's like a weird, there's like a book about it called The Death of Experts. It's super trippy, but it's like everyone's, you know, like, well, YouTube, how to do it yourself. Like, you don't like get things fixed by a professional and all this stuff, which is like good in some ways, but terrible in others. But I swear the whole surfing landscape is moving into that where people don't like to watch stuff they can't relate to. Like, they way rather watch a vlog with just someone talking to the camera the whole time, like taking them out in the lineup and catching a couple waves rather than like watching someone who you know, like one of us who can do tricks that only us can, only we can do. And it's like, it's like a weird, weird freaking landscape right now. And I don't know how to navigate it.
0: Well, it seems like you've been, I feel like you've always been doing like movies and stuff. Um, You just recently came out with a movie, Rainbows in the Rearview. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That was like, I mean, yeah, I'll always, that was always my goal growing up was to make movies, um, surf movies. Because I've just watched them since a little kid. Like, I never really had the...
0: I feel like surf movies aren't really a thing. Like, besides you, and then once in a while there's something, like, on Stab or something. But they're not really, like, a thing anymore.
1: They're not, like, the movies... They're not, like, movies how, like, we grew up on. They're still out there, though. There's still, like, a niche for them, I swear. And, like, I swear with all these, like, apps that are starting to go to, like, subscription-based and stuff. Like, the outside TVs. Like, Netflix has got to have a freaking like, I've seen a couple, like, mountain bike movies get bought by Netflix, um, so there's, like, there's niches for them, places, but it's just, like, yeah, like I said, the landscape of the whole thing is just super weird, like, the, the YouTube thing is just, it's just weird that everyone wants it for free, and it's, like, such a weird way to navigate to, like, actually, because it costs a shit ton of money to make a surf movie, like,
0: You've put I mean, I don't know about your last one, but I know the first couple, I mean you had put the full upfront cost yourself.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. With the track distractions and nervous laughter, and like all our little projects in between, I, I always end up putting my money in. Like sometimes, like a lot of the time me and Matt will split the filmer for the winner. But when it comes to like like production costs, like after or post production costs with like music, freaking all the editing and all that stuff—it's—it's it's always been me. Like, I always have to put up the bill, mm-hmm. and it's super gnarly. Cause like this last, and then like rainbows in the rearview, I ended up editing the whole thing. Wait, what? Yeah, dude, I made the whole thing. <laughs> Holy shit, that's gnarly. <laughs> yeah, dude, from logging the footage, like I would just grab the cards after the people would film. Yeah, that was like the first one I like directed and edited and everything.
0: How much time did it take you to edit?
1: It was weird. It was like. The, the initial part well, it was like super easy. Cause you just like, I like gathering footage all winter um, and like logging it, you know, just like going through, picking out the good clips, like deleting the crap and like creating the folders and getting all organized. Um, so that part was like, is, you know, it took all winter, but it was like really easy. And then I'd lay out these timelines and I felt like the movie was like, like I got the first draft of the movie. It was like so easy to make. And then getting it from, like, that first draft to the final, which seems like an easy thing, but, like, the tiny little changes, like, that took for freaking ever. Like, and then you have to send it back to get colored. Like, I, I, like, had Dan help me with color and, like, finished editing, and then we, like, needed a couple more shots and shot this film, and, like, I don't know, there's all the little changes at the end took forever.
0: That's Dan Narconis, Take Shelter Productions.
1: A yeah. Legend. Yeah, he I mean, I didn't do the whole film by myself. He He was a huge help to me, but...
0: Do you have, um, do you usually have like an idea of what kind of movie you want to make or do you just start, you know, filming, gathering footage and then kind of just put it together?
1: Um, depends on the project. This one was, well, it started cause we were going to, or we are, we did like another season of The Isle, me and Matt. No way. Yeah. The web series we used to do. Nice. Um. Those are sick. Yeah. So there's, we had three of those and we started shooting those we like pitched them with Rockstar and then but we realized shooting those so we did do like the youtube thing which is funny because was kind of ripping on it <laughs> but it, it ours is way different it's very edited those like, one
0: like blogs were i think what blog. was your blog again
1: Miola layer productions dude. that's
0: right i wonder if that.
1: we still have that domain name should check i'll check it. i'll pull it up in the edit after <laughs> <laughs> um no but so yeah we started doing that oh dude that was you dude you're vibrating what am i Unbelievable! So unprofessional. Unreal. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> for the for this project, rainbows. We we started shooting the web series, and the web series is a lot of like the other shit we do on Maui. You know, like the like spear fishing and the fun shit. Yeah, mountain biking. um What was the other one? Oh, the other we did three. So we did spear fishing the first one, mountain biking. Mountain biking was the third. The second one we tried to do the wing dinging thing. The what? Wingding, like, you oh, know, Dude, my foil. dad is so psyched on that. Dude, everyone is, It's pretty sick, man. We had, like, Patry and Annie and Olivia all take me and Matt. Mm-hmm. It was so funny. We, like, practiced on skateboards and shit. Um,
0: were you able to get the foil up or the board out of the water?
1: Yeah, I was able to do it. Um, kind of, just, you know, very bad. But, but anyway, yeah, so we were shooting all that stuff, and we realized, like, that, like, those B-roll segments took up most of the episodes, so we didn't need... All the surfing action, so I ended up with like a surplus of surfing action. I was like, you know, what, like I think we can make like a full length action film as well as do these webisodes that are more behind the scenes and stuff. Oh, that's pretty sick. Yeah, so that's how that like project came to be.
0: Um, are you planning any other projects besides the uh, the web series?
1: I want to. So we only did three episodes for that, and I think I I liked that kind of
0: um by the way I like your shirt I just read it oh uh, yeah kindness Tony.
1: pretty good I was getting political for your podcast <laughs> I, know how, I know how well that sounds <laughs> um, um, but no I like that the format we did where we we kind of got the budget and stuff like a little help to do the web series and then then you end up with a surplus of action because like webisodes aren't necessarily action based you know they're more like story and b-roll mm-hmm. so then i want to do that again like just make an action cut and then like a webisode b-roll cut
0: that's pretty good you kind of get like two birds with one stone because you're filming that you're pretty much always filming anyways yeah um i uh, can we talk about jaws and like when you started when did you start surfing it when uh when you actually like wanted to do it
1: hmm when did I start surfing, Josh? Yeah.
0: Like, when was the first session you had out there? Because I know, I remember when LaRonda and I went out, we, we posted a picture of us, too, and it was, like, a tiny day, and then I remember you commenting on it, and be like, "How oh, we did it on, like, 610s, like, a couple years before or something, like, or 66s six or some shit like that. Or was
1: that your first paddle day, though? Yeah,
0: the very first paddle day.
1: Oh. When was your first tow day?
0: Uh, I was 14 when I first towed.
1: Was it that same day that Chaz and Tyler were out?
0: No, Chaz and Tyler started out first. And Chaz's first wave, he got whipped into deep and ended up having to pack it.
1: Yeah, yeah. First no, wave. I watched it. I was there. Yeah. He got barreled. Like, it was crazy. <laughs> he was like 13. He was 13. He was so tiny. And then I, I remember Tyler's wave got like one of the bigger waves that day.
0: Yeah. And not- I was
1: like, um,. Yeah, I was scared for him. I was like, dude, I don't know if you should fall on that wave at 15. Oh, that was huge.
0: Yeah, that was gnarly. They yeah. started that, I think that was in the end of the winter, or in, in like January or something, and then I started the following winter with
1: them. Yeah, and then you towed the first couple times. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember your first, remember yeah. I made you that edit. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: And then we start. well, I started touring when I was 14, and then when I was 17 was when everyone started paddling it. Is that edit still out there? Yeah, 100%,
1: I think. Dude, that was a banger. I watch that again. <laughs>
0: yeah, that thing's a lot. Who knew, a lot... dude?
1: You were my first editing job, I think. <laughs> Unpaid.
0: Dude, trying to get me. I remember you were actually one of the first ones that like tried to get me sponsors. Of. You like sent my edit to uh, Surfer Magazine or something. How <laughs> well
1: did that work? Not, not that
0: well. <laughs> it wasn't your fault, though. It was my fault.
1: No, dude. You had banger clips. Remember that? You had some the Cloud Break stuff. I remember that edit now.
0: Oh, like, let's talk about Cloud Break. Let's talk about how we rolled
1: up. No way. We, we, we just skip past Jaws. We'll go back to Jaws. Okay. <laughs>
0: okay. Um, let's talk about, what was this the, the Code Red Soul is, is in reference to Tahiti, right? Yeah, it
1: was like, they called it like the Cold Blue Swell though, remember? The, I don't know. The, yeah. yeah, but the one, the Fiji Swell was the year before the like, there's three big ones in a row. There was the one. But that there, was the
0: first one. That was the first super It was big the one. second big one. Because okay. the
1: first one, that one guy, Mark, remember he got that that like ride of the year wave where he like ha- had his hands like in the christ thing no i don't remember oh my god and Mayan and goodwin got like a big wave but then the second year the year me and you went was the year that bruce got his crazy like eight cover wave and cole cole got his and and hippo, hippo. yeah dude
0: that wave of coals i remember paddling over and looking back and like Dude, there's no fucking way he made that thing. He just, like, launched over the ledge and just airdropped down, and then I didn't see him.
1: Yeah, he had that weird board, too.
0: Yeah, it was, like, kind of a weird, uh, like, rounded nose board. If you want to support the podcast or if you like the episode, please share on any of your social media platforms. You can tag the podcast at Podcast, or you can do so by going on joelspodcast.com and clicking the support the podcast button on the top right. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Who who was on that trip? It was me, you, Tio, Tio, Yuri. Ian. Ian. Ian Yuri. Uh, Ian was there?
0: Yeah. Ian was there. He didn't come out the first day, though. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Um, hey, You guys are young. How old were you on that trip? I think I was 15. Fuck, how old was I? I must have been like 18,
0: 19. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, we pull up. Uh, I think this is the first big day. Everyone, we pull up. We pull up on the boat. There's one guy out. Um, or maybe there's no one out still. Um, no, no, no I, there's
1: two. It was it was Bruce, Bruce and someone else.
0: Bruce was on like a ten six or something. It was Nathan's board, it was like that red one.
1: Yeah. And
0: uh Albie and I like pull up, we're like, fuck, let's just go out there. We like unzip our board bags, we pull out our biggest boards, which were like seven O's. And <laughs> I don't know what you had, had out of like a seven two. I had a seven one. Yeah. We paddle out and we like sit next to Bruce and we're like, oh. Dude, that's kind of a big board you got there.
1: Yeah. No, remember, like, the first thing we did is we paddled way too far out. And, yeah. Because and, there wasn't, like there hadn't been, like, a good wave yet. I remember that. We I paddled way bricks. too far out. Dude, and the craziest thing was my, like, sec- first wave, I got, like, a really high and tight barrel. I remember it was, like, really deep, but, like, not, like, that crazy, not that big of a wave. It was, like, super almondy. But I came out, and I whacked my head on the water, and I had a full concussion. It's your first concussion? No, no, no. But it was, like, one of the few bad ones I had. Dude, it was one of those things, like, I replayed years later, like, after learning about all my concussions and shit. I mean, like, oh, fuck, that was a bad one. But I remember I paddled back out, and that huge one came. I got the first, like, big wave of the whole swell. I remember. And I, like, from way deeper than, like, we were sitting at the, like, where you're supposed to sit, because we were just clueless. And I almost ended up getting, like, the best ride of my life. Like, still, I'll never forget that ride. Like, I got that, like, no-grab pocket ride and then, like, pumped all the way through the inside and almost made it. And then I ate shit again, got washed all the way into the lagoon. And I remember coming up and, like, having to go to the boat and, like, threw up. I was, like, concussed, like, fully, like, before I even, like, realized that was a big deal.
0: Dude, I remember I went on wave. And I'm pretty sure I went on, like, the first wave of the set. It wasn't, the, like, the bigger one. But we were way too deep, and I couldn't make it around, got pounded, and just, like, got pounded by the next, like, few bombs. How gnarly
1: end. is it how you, like, out there when it's super big, you, the further you get pounded, like, the bigger the waves get. Because the wave, like, grows down the reef and it just gets shallower and bigger. Yeah. So, yeah. like, you, you don't get washed in. Like, Jaws, like, the second wave you get pounded by, it's pretty mellow. they like, the third or fourth wave might be your worst beating. Have you ever been back since? Yeah. I never went back on a big swell. I've been back a couple of times just to... Twice, I think, just a like on a normal, like eight foot swell. Yeah. That's the greatest place in the whole wide world. I yeah. stayed on Taverro the last two times, though.
0: I think I've been to Taverro. No, I went to Nomotu once.
1: Remember how grindy our trip was? It was six days in a row of us waking up at dark, going out on a boat that was like, we had two days, we had a big boat, which was super nice.
0: Yeah, that was crap. That like was great.
1: But the, the other four days or five days or whatever it was, we were on like a, a 10 person boat. Yeah. For th- like 13 hours, like 5 a.m. to like 6 p.m. Dude, I remember... With freaking peanut butter jellies, that was it. I <laughs> was so grindy. Like, I don't know if I can handle that nowadays.
0: I remember flying there, and I think it was Healy or Wassel was on the plane. I remember asking him, like, oh, like, is it gnarly like, when you get pounded? And they're like, oh, yeah, like, fuck, it's heavy out there. Like, yeah, yeah. They're freaking me out.
1: I was... Dude, so many people got two-way fold downs that trip. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I've I've never gotten a two way hold down yet.
1: Oh me neither. Or I have, but only at like a uh not not a legit one. No. No, I, I got one at on France at like a but it was like a you know like a eight foot windswell and the waves were super close together. But I fully got held under for two waves in France.
0: <laughs> um all right, so when did you start surfing Jaws? And you started telling it before.
1: Yeah. Um The first day I ever surfed Jaws was, when was it? I think I was 15 years old. That was a big year for me.
0: And this is when, too, you would, uh, for people who don't know, Maui is, like, the land of the almost good waves, and Albie was one of the people that I remember would go, like, look for random waves, like, around the coastline with the jet ski and
1: stuff. Oh, yeah. I got a jet ski when I was, like, 14, I think. I bought it from Kane Daly's dad. No way. Yeah, Double G- D had to ski? Uncle Kavik's, dude, <laughs> hooked me up. Four grand, the whole thing. Before, before I owned a car, before I had my driver's <laughs> license, before I had anything. And I was just like, fuck it, I'll get a ski and I can convince someone with a truck to drop me off.
0: <laughs> Who'd you partner with? Uh,
1: the first time I ever went out, Marlon had a ski. So um, our little crew was me, Marlon, Matt, and Billy. Um, but the first time me and Marlon went out, the the lifeguards at Hokipa, like a Cleo Amadeo and um I think Alfredo and fuck who who else is there? You know that kinda the old the like OG Yeah lifeguard crew. Um they told us that we were going to Outer Sprex and me Marlon's like, Oh, you wanna go to? I was like, Oh hell yeah. We're like fifteen, like just starting to get into like, you know, like trying to catch like a ten foot wave or something. And um and then we got down there and um, at who it was i was like afraid. i was like all right boys we're going to pi change up plans and i was like oh, just shit. switched it on you yeah, yeah like while we were at malico and um then we're like oh shit like me and marlon went out there and we're just like oh we're just gonna watch and then we like got out there and like it was so crazy to see it from the water from the first time because to me it looked it didn't look as tall as i thought it was but it was like 10 times as thick as I, like, thought it was from the cliff. Like, just ten times is, like, gnarly. But, like, not as tall. Was it windy? It was super windy. Oh. Sorry. Um, <laughs> it was super windy, but I, I watched Kaleo, like, tow into a couple, Kaleo Amadeo. And, like, one of them was really big. And I was like, oh, it must be, like, I was still just, like, convinced, like, oh, this must be a tiny day, you know? Mm. I was like, it's got to get way bigger. Like, there's no way we're just out here on a big day. And it, but it turned out to be, like, a proper, like, 15 to 20-foot day um it was just so hard to gain a sense of perspective from the water and then they like caught a couple and kaleo came over like do you want one and i was like fuck it like <laughs> yeah and i was, I was 15 and i was like it was so scary but i was just like your mom didn't even know oh no no my parents didn't know i they wouldn't have cared though they were they were probably psyched um but i i like you know i was like 50, like still in high school kind mm-hmm. like you like i think i was a sophomore i was like oh my god like how might, i might actually get chicks or something you know <laughs> like i was thinking like along those lines like a high school kid um, and then i i caught one wave and my first wave i was like oh I just told me way on the shoulder i went way on the shoulder and it's like barely felt it but it was just like oh that's pretty cool and my second wave i still never i'll never forget it he towed me in and i was like it was way bigger and it was the second wave of a set so you know how it, like pulls the sheet and it was all smooth hmm and I just like went up and like there was a section and it broke like in front of me, like probably like a fifteen footer like not huge, but like proper. And I like bottom turned around the section and then like did like a little carve. And I remember just being like kicking out, like holy <laughs> shit And then um I had no idea but man um one of the other guys grabbed Marlin and I like pulled out of that wave and he was just towing into like one of the bigger ones oh, and just shit. like got his backside wave and I was just like, ah like And we like both kicked out like, dude, like, this is it. Like, this is what we're doing now. And then, yeah, we like got our shit together after that. And like, I don't think we missed, I've missed like three swells out there since that day, probably.
0: (laughs) Dude, that's sick. And then uh, what about when you started paddling it? Did you try paddle? So I, I know that there's one year, I forget what year it was, but everybody started paddling like Healy, Dorian came. I think it was the year that maybe that they had
1: pole vests. Yeah, no, no, it was like the year before they made the pole vests. I think Shane might have had one testing. But no, so the first time, Um. well, there was like that one time referring to your comment or the comment I made on <laughs>
0: Instagram. <laughs> My Facebook.
1: Yeah, or your Facebook or whatever it was. I guess it was before Instagram. Holy shit. Um, no, me and Matt went out on the skis one day and I think Marlon and Billy too, that was kind of our little squad with two skis. And, um, we went to go check like some random slab wave and it kind of sucked and we came back to jaws and it was like a super borderline swell, like just barely breaking at jaws, but like mm-hmm. a couple like 12 footers and stuff. And all we had was Matt's like five ten, cause we were going to go do toe ins, and we're like, Oh my God, like let's try like step offs and shit. And we ended up, like, not being able to do step-offs because I was just, like, we were just super noobs at driving the ski. Like, or not, like, you know, we could do it, but, like, never done step-offs before and it was super windy. So we just started, like, sitting on the sled on the 510, like, in the impact zone, basically. We'd see a set and just, like, tow the guy, like, right to the peak and then just paddle in on, like, 10-footers on the 510. (laughs) And we were going left and, like, on, like, full, like, 10-foot waves on Matt's 510. Holy shit. It was super funny. Like, just dropping each other off, like, right in the peak and, like, had a couple, like, funny-ass wipeouts, too. But, I mean, it wasn't, like, you know, typical Jaws, but it was pretty funny.
0: Dude, how many years did the – or how many winners did you – and I – I don't know if I had one before or after. I'm pretty sure it was after you. But do you serve proper jaws without a pull vest? Do you remember? Do you remember like the beginning? you the the one with the buckle that you cut out the the foam. Dude, I out had... of the fucking front, dude. That thing was such a janky fucking. Yeah,
1: the the first big swell. What was that? January fourth. I had that. Um, I went and bought two two vests from um. Freaking. Is either Sports Authority or Walmart. They're just wakeboard like generic ass like I don't know like Body Glove or something. Yeah, like generic wakeboard vest. And I cut the I had to cut the straps off because you couldn't have the straps in the front because it hurt too much.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I cut the pads out of the front so you could actually paddle. And I had two vests on i gotta find like a picture of that i have that it's in the, one of the aisle episodes but i i look so funny because i cut a mohawk too
0: yeah i remember and i was that. like
1: i was like 20 years old or 19 or whatever just like you know freaking you're just like ready to die when you're that age like yeah. ready to go on anything
0: i remember i think laronda <laughs> and i tried to paddle with we had the the tow vest the black to kind ones with the buckles you know, the way they had the orange, like, handle? Yeah. And we were out there, and like, dude, fuck this. This is, like, way too, like, bulky. And we just took them off, and we are like, fuck it. Let's just, like, catch a couple waves without
1: anything. Yeah. Was that, that was the day, didn't Tyler get his cover shot that day? Or was that later?
0: I have Tyler's cover shot somewhere
1: around here. I don't know. No, I, I, I think so-
0: the cover shot was after.
1: I don't know, dude. I swear it was that day. It was the January 4th day. Was it? I, have to go I think so, because I think the cover came out way after the swell. Dude, that cover is pretty sick. That's looked... pretty nuts. I, I can see, because I, I have that wave in the webisode. And it's either that day or that, um, that next swell. Alright,
0: so big wave surfing has evolved.
1: Uh... Oh, wait, but as far as not having the vest. Sorry, oh, yeah, we always trail off, dude. I don't <laughs> know that's your original question. Um, I surfed at least two years without it i think yeah two winners and i i was dude i just had this conversation with um greg long about it and we were talking about how we think we're probably better before the pull vests like i I I would agree i swear if i had like the same boards i have now my boards are oh there you go dude I think I think if I had the same boards I have now, but like that approach that I had back then when I didn't have the pole vest, especially the Patagonia one. Once you had four poles, it was freaking whatever, dude. dude the didn't Patagonia on ones
0: a fucking game changer. Yeah,
1: until I, I i popped two of those and it was it's even worse, like because you get used to dude. That and think guys were
0: wearing them without a wetsuit. I think someone almost drowned in like uh, in Mexico. I think in yeah, yeah like something. went over their head or something crazy. Yeah, and and it fucking popped and it filled up with water.
1: Oh god! So then you're just wearing like a giant, a freaking... <laughs> oh, weight. Yeah, that's gnarly. But yeah, I I I was talking to Greg about it and like, it's the the safety is like so dialed now that it it almost works against the natural safety, which is like your own. Your own ability to like pick and choose smart situations, because like the safety net's so there. Like mm-hmm. it's like I don't know. There's like people you you see it all the time. Like people are just going on waves that they almost have no chance on. Like myself included, and and like that's good to do sometimes, but it's not. You know, you're just rolling the dice. Like one of those times, like your the biggest thing is your board could hit you, and it doesn't matter how much flotation you have. Like yeah. you just die.
0: Um. Definitely, and I, I definitely think it's had an effect on like the type of people that are starting to go out there and stuff. It's, because... it's
1: similar to like when tow surfing became a yeah. thing,
0: dude. Towing when I started towing, it was like at the end of it. But uh, how
1: fucked was it,
0: dude? It was, it was gnarly. Fucked. There's people who are out there that would like be surfing hookipa that like wouldn't be able to like bottom turn.
1: Oh my god, I. Yeah, <laughs> I but you see it happening like again to like paddle surfing. Yeah, because guys like somehow get their hands on, like a blow up vest and then they're like. And there's all, like, the people out there running safety, like, on the good days, there's so many, or there's at least a few people running safety. And it's not like they're not going to rescue the random yeah. kook who's, like, almost drowning. Like, they're going to rescue anyone they see.
0: Yeah, that's the problem, though, that, you know, because of that safety net, people feel, and they take advantage of it. And, and there's people who, like, come from other places and then don't set up any safety net. They don't pay any of the guys and then just go out there and just yeah. go send it on whatever and just expect to be saved
1: yeah it's it's such a weird thing and it's just yeah the there's just too big of a safety net basically now it's like uh, i don't want to go on a wave that i'm not pretty sure i could survive without like anything or you know just like i always have like a little flotation if my pull vest doesn't work Mm -hmm. like i don't want to go on a wave that i couldn't survive without that yeah Or, like, you know, like, you didn't think you could probably at least, like...
0: Yeah, I think that's... And that's... I was talking to Kai yesterday and then Yuri last night, too, um, on how the mindset of, like, most of the guys who grew up here and stuff or have been out there know that, like, there is that safety net, but they kind of expect to be able to get out of the situation on their own. Yeah. Rather than, like, 100% thinking that someone's going to save them.
1: Yeah, there's the... What was it? It was, like... Three or four years ago, maybe it was longer actually. It was a year after El Nino and there wasn't that many good swells. But one of the swells was like, okay, kind of windy, but there's a couple of like barrels. I surfed it in the morning. We got a jet ski out there. It was like me, Dej, and Hank. It was like pretty fun. Um, but I went back out in the evening and I surfed it completely by myself. Like I didn't see a single person from like leaving the car park till like got back to the car park. It was so trippy. Like everyone had just left. Like the kites kited all day, and it kind of calmed down. And then, I there was a, a, still some skis out there, and, and I was just like, but I went out knowing, you know, I was like, all right, like I'm gonna like I'm gonna sit there, and if I don't feel like catching a wave, I'm not gonna catch a wave. There's no one f- fucking watching. There's no pressure. Mm-hmm. But I ended up getting like a decent like pocket ride, and I was like, it, like if you you know if you put it next to like the rest of my waves, it doesn't look like anything like. When I made the, I made like a highlight edit recently, didn't make the cut by any means. But like for me, like that wave will stick out so much more than like a lot of the rest. Cause like I, it was so weird to have nothing to gauge where I was besides like the lineups I've like looked at for mm-hmm. so many years, like on land. And there's literally like, it was just Dan filming. And I think one other car in the parking lot and I like, it was just me in the water. It was so trippy. Dude, no skis, sketchy. like it was so cool though. It was like one of the coolest experiences of my life. Like I've been out there before I was just me surfing and like maybe a ski or two, like almost no one or, or me just me and one other guy surfing. But that was the first time where it was just me. And it was like evening time. It was like such a trip. But I, I got like one good wave and I was just like, oh like fuck, that was that was legit
0: <laughs> dude some of the best sessions i've had out there are times are the swells that like go under the radar no one hypes it up no one shows up there's pretty much no one on the cliff and it's just us yeah especially like that one time when while she you and me and while she paddled out yeah yeah and you got like what should have been
1: probably right of the year yeah that way was freaking good how freaking nuts was that day it was like Dude, it was big, wonky. There was huge ones and it was like on shore. North wind. And it was the day after like Valentine's Day or something, right? I don't remember. It was. We like, we did something the night before. (laughs) We were probably hungover. (laughs) It was the stupidest (laughs) thing ever. And I remember it because, yeah. Dude, Dude, I remember that. The
0: times we've served, uh, and it's not not smart, but we've definitely served Jaws hungover. Yeah,
1: that was the dumbest thing ever when we were like. we were young but that was yeah no we like it was valentine's day the day before we didn't do anything crazy but we just like had some beers like with with some people or something yeah and then there it was huge the next day we didn't surf till like very late evening it was just me you and walshy i think there was like one jet ski out there was a couple sets that were so big and it was like on shore
0: dude i got caught by the set right after you got your bomb and got drained me and walshy both got caught Dude, and I was fucking
1: freaking out. (laughs) Oh, my God, dude. That must have been so scary. I I had that one, yeah. I got that one good wave, but then I got, um, I don't know, we had Ollie come out and run safety for us that day, right? We totally did. Yeah, he did. He showed up late. We paddled out, but Ollie came out and met us because on the wave Um, after my good one.
0: You might be right. You're probably right. No, because
1: the wave after my good one, I fell and my board hit my foot and I had to get like 30 stitches in my foot, remember?
0: somehow i don't remember that how do you not remember that you can see the
1: bone in <laughs> the ball of my foot it was so gnarly dude, oh i
0: remember how wait did you uh you went back with ollie yeah
1: yeah, yeah you I, didn't go I, on the rocks. I ain't going on the rocks i i think i like yeah i remember driving your your car out after. dude that was yeah yeah you had to drive my car out and i had to go back to malika because there's no way i was getting on the rocks but the the most fucked part was i went back to Maliko, and remember it was like it had because it was north winds it had like rained a lot malika was like super dirty, gross, like flooding. And, um, I didn't know how to drive the ski on the thing. So I like, I had to hop off the ski and like try to drag it onto the trailer. And I just had that huge gash in my foot Fuck. and I like, had to go to the hospital to get stitches after. And the doctor just was like looking at it like, dude, what the hell did you do to this thing? <laughs> like got... after you cut it, you he's like, the there's Malika like sticks stand. and shit in there. Like there was full sticks in my cut and it was so gross, dude. but like somehow like, I don't know when you have like a clean cut like that, I, I didn't feel it. But it was, yeah, that was gnarly. That was a dumb. That was, wasn't our smartest session. No,
0: we definitely had some dumb sessions out there.
1: But that. I did get one good wave that day.
0: Yeah, it was definitely a really good one. Um, okay, so bigger surfing obviously has progressed since then. And uh, now we have, like, competitions out there. And so, or not competitions, multiple. There's one paddle comp. Yeah. Um, we know that, like, most of the time, getting or, like, taking off on a wave at the West Bowl is a lo- is a lot harder than taking off on one on the North Peak, even though the North Peak might be a little bit bigger. Um, do you think the way that they like score the jaws waves and stuff is there a way to reconcile that? And do you think that they do that now, or they just kind of they don't look at the technicality of going on a wave at the West Bowl?
1: I I think the first like event that was something they didn't really pay attention to. Now it's like they're trying to fix that, but I, I, my biggest problem with the score is like that, that's like nitpicking, you know, that's kind of, mm-hmm. you know, what, what someone prefers. Like, do they prefer like saying a bigger wave? Like, the the thing where their argument makes sense is the North Peak is way, it's a longer wave. So it's like, you know, that makes it a difficult ride too, even though the drop's not as heavy on a lot of them. Um, can be though. But anyway, my biggest beef with fucking. The contest is that they give scores for falls dumbest fucking thing in the world to me like, i can't believe i like it's so crazy to me and they give ride of the year ride of the year for a freaking wipeout all the time it's happened like i can remember like 10 yeah. dude everyone shane twiggy nate fletcher's toe and wave like yeah that's true all these ride of the years where people just fucking falling it's not hard to fall on a big wave. Anyone can do it. You that's can even true, make a drop and fall isn't that hard. Yeah. Like, all you need is a huge board and just, like, barely know how to bottom turn.
0: So, should they not... Should they just consider that as, like, you know, for wipe out of the year rather than ride of the year?
1: Yeah. It's, like, that's, I think, the biggest problem. And I think when, you, you know, we talked about how the vests give people too much, like, confidence and stuff. Like, I think if if you know the the you know the core group of like big wave surfers or, or guys that are you know surfing the best made a stand and we're like you know what like we're not giving awards or high scores away to falls anymore mm-hmm. like it's still you know they make good video clips like they're still like it's badass you know yeah like when you see course. someone like push themselves and like sometimes it happens you fall and you, sometimes you fall really hard when you're pushing yourself. Totally happens. But, like, it, it, it's hard to nitpick the difference between, like, someone pushing themselves and someone who's just a fucking idiot. Like, <laughs> but, like, you know, when you know what you're doing, you can see it. You're yeah. like, oh, that guy had no freaking chance. But it, it looks almost the same as, like, the best guy almost making the wave of the year. And it's like, but it's such a difference. And, like, I don't know. It's, like, such a minute difference. But I think... As, like, the you know, we, we have that like big wave association now. And like, as that group, we should be like, dude, no one can win shit if
0: unless you make
1: the wave. Yeah. And I, I think that goes for like, like Aaron Gold's wave at Jaws, craziest shit ever, but like, that he was fucking fucked. fell. That's like, I, I, I think all those shouldn't count. Like, I, I think you need to complete the wave.
0: Yeah. Do they score, like, the Jaws comp and stuff, do they score the wave even, like you said, like, as if they had made it?
1: Yeah. I mean, Twiggy's wave that he got right of the year was, like, a nine. And he just, he made a crazy-ass draw bottom turn and just fell in a barrel. And then, remember, like, the first year, Greg packed that huge wave. I was talking to Greg about this, and he's like, he's like, you know, like, looking back, like, that was just stupid. And, like, people shouldn't have been cheering for me on that. Like, or they should have been, but, you know, like, I shouldn't have got a nine. It should have been the highest score of the they contest. They shouldn't
0: incentivize that type of like yeah. recklessness.
1: Yeah, and it's like it's 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 getting even worse. Like when it comes to like Instagram and stuff, like. You know that you remember that wipeout of Tom Dawson? like that's one of the most famous waves ever at Jaws.
0: That wave was fucked. I remember yelling at like him Tom, to go.
1: <laughs> Tom's a net surfer. Like he he's riding crazy waves, but like that's like his wave. Like that's what he's known for. Yeah, and it's like anyone can fucking jump over the falls.
0: That's true. Isaac, it's <laughs> <Isaac. laughs> Is very famous. Yeah,
1: for I over dude, the Isaac house. was just a late bloomer, dude. He had <laughs> those couple wipeouts that would have gone viral if he did them like three years later. Dude, that shit was funny. <laughs> but that's like. As far as like big waves and competition and oars and I I think that's something that needs to be fixed more than anything else. Cause like, yeah, we had that like me and Billy had like a full blowout after Kai was should have won that contest. We
0: spoke about that.
1: Yeah, Billy didn't make a wave. <laughs> you know, Billy is like obviously one of the best jaw surfers there are, but that he he didn't make a wave. You shouldn't win a contest if you don't make a wave. Mm-hmm. That's like a no brainer.
0: So what should they, should they just not? Should it take, like, an, an average amount of score? Should they just set, like, yeah, two points off of whatever it says they no, don't make No, I don't it? think
1: you should get over a five if you don't complete the rave. Like, that's a pretty good rule of thumb. Like Yeah. I mean, yeah, like, if you get, like, a barrel or something and then, like, straighten out and it closes out, like, that's, that's different. It's different. You rode most of the wave. Yeah. But if you don't, like, if you just go straight or it's just a drop, like, especially at Jaws, because Jaws is so much more than just a drop. You know, somewhere like Waimea scoring the Eddy, like, it's, it's mostly a drop. So, like, if they make the drop, you know, they rode most of the wave. Yeah. But Jaws, you make the drop, you're not even, you're barely started on the wave. Jaws
0: is a 60-foot slab.
1: Yeah. And it's a long, you know, it's a longer wave. And same with, like, you know, when they were doing contests at Porto and stuff. Like, that was the worst judging I've ever seen when I went down there.
0: I never watched it.
1: Dude, Twiggy was, just to give Twiggy props, because I was kind of shitting on him at the Johnson event, <laughs> he was absolutely dominating the Porto event. And he, like, got this one wave that was, like, the craziest, like, almost ride-of-the-year barrel. And um, who was it? Was It like it was, like, Pedro something. One of those gnarly big waves. Maybe it was Lucas Scoo- back in the day. Was it or it might have been Pedro Scooby. Scooby. But he caught this, like, huge wave that was, like, bigger than Twiggy's. But he did, it was a straight closeout and he went straight, and and I was, and we watched and they got the same score, and I was like, oh this this is broken like <laughs> this needs to be fixed immediately. Are they gonna? And and I feel like they've moved in the right direction, but it's still like it's still not fixed. Like they should score like they score a freaking pipe event when the waves are barreling like.
0: Yeah, that's true. If you don't make or, a wave, you're getting a fucking yeah, exactly. one or two. Yeah,
1: exactly. I don't know, but. Yeah, I think that's the biggest problem with big wave surfing right now is just we incentivize people to just not have skill and just have balls. It needs to be a balance.
0: Are they going to run the Jaws comp again this year?
1: I have no idea. I told them I'm not doing it unless they do priority. It's the other thing. Oh, that's right. Just...
0: Kyle was talking about that too. That He was like, dude, they should fucking do priority.
1: Dude, yeah. There's priority in every single event besides big wave events. And that's like... See, this is where you get... We almost get into, like, a conspiracy here. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into it. <laughs> it almost becomes full clickbait. Because, like, I was thinking about I was like, what incentive does the WSL have to do priority? Like, for someone watching the events, just going to be less waves written, probably.
0: Yeah, they probably have to... And, have and to less wipeouts. Which to... are,
1: like, the two things that, you know, more waves and more wipeouts or grab more, yeah. more eyes to watch it.
0: Especially people who don't know about, you know big wave surfing or surfing they're probably going to be you
1: know yeah so it's like i don't know i i think the the big wave contest thing is just in essence like completely flawed like it'll never be you know like well, if if it, if it were Shane Dorian would have won the freaking world title like five times
0: yeah and yeah. It, and it's also <laughs> not the reason why most big wave surfers obviously i can't speak for most big wave surfers but um, I feel like it's not the reason why you know everyone goes and surfs big waves. At least not the ones who do it properly. You know, yeah. it's not for the sponsors. It's not for the shots. It's not. It's just because they do it out of love and because they want to push themselves in the sport.
1: Yeah, well, that's the thing. Is it's like it's breeding this new crew of big wave surfers who that's their goal is to like win the Jaws event, and it's they suck to surf with. <laughs> I, you know who are suck a, to surf with there's a couple people they're out super jaws. nice <laughs> kids too like they're awesome but they suck to surf with and like it's just like this weird doggy like i don't know when you know you were there when we first started paddling jaws there was this sense of like we're stepping out on the moon together yeah like all of us you know like and we were from
0: the beginning from like jumping off the rocks yeah yeah
1: it was like it was team like these are my boys we're going into war together (laughs) like and we were like we were following the you know the shanes and the greggs and those guys and we were like all right like they're leading by example and then like now that it's like kind of like or like my generation almost yours like turn to be like the leaders we're like climbing over each other to like try and win an event it's such a different mindset of like it's a bummer
0: it's definitely opposite of what i remember the big wave surfing community being like it was very you know close-knit and everyone was for each other and not trying to like like yeah. you said climb over each other
1: yeah and it's just but i mean that also just naturally happens when like that works because there wasn't that many people doing it yeah and now there's too many people where it's like you know it's supply and demand where it creates competition but yeah. It, it it's it's just such a different thing, cause like, that's what drew me to big wave surfing more than anything else was like, like oh like here we go guys like let's do this, <laughs> and now it's just like oh, oh get off my wave like, I'm getting rid right of the fucking blah blah blah, um, dude let's talk about. <laughs> Where? What are you <laughs> I'll, talking about? I'll,
0: be, I'll beep that out. <laughs> Let's talk about that one wave <laughs> and day. <laughs> It'll be good. I'll actually have a little beep sound on. Yeah, like that. that's
1: good. Yeah, beep that shit. <laughs> Not that anyone fucking wants to surf that. Dude, wave anyway. no
0: one wants to fucking surf that wave. Um, how did you like hear about it, or did you always know about it?
1: No, that that slab that we surfed, that left slab shall remain nameless even though everyone on mountain knows where it is but no one fucking wants it because <laughs> it's just it's just that way it's so funny it's like i mean we'll see i i bet like we keep filming it people are gonna come try and surf it but it's gonna be one of those ways not that many people come back twice
0: well it's also a wave that doesn't break good very often well it
1: almost it's impossible to forecast it's freaking terrifying because it breaks like into the rocks and, like, the thing that really separates it to where not that many people want to surf it is that probably one out of every four waves on the best day is a good one. Like, like yeah, you have a 20... not good odds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're, like, three out of four chance you're getting absolutely smoked, even if you do everything right. So, it's, like, it, it regulates itself in a bit, and I hope it stays like that. But um the first time we heard about that was all the, the Hokipa guys had been looking at it for a while... And Epps, especially, the photographer Epps, fucking <gasps> Epps. <laughs> um, he like convinced them all to go out one day, and like a bunch of the boys towed it and got some crazy ones, and then I paddled out there with a couple people, too. Um, were you there? No. a Tanner paddled out with me that I day. haven't surfed it yet. Oh, God. you get smoked. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I would
0: definitely get smoked, especially my track record of surfing slabs with you and going over the falls. Oh,
1: yeah, dude you're not doing oh for three um but then we ended up paddling out and like they towed a couple of crazy ones but it's super hard way to tow because like i said not most of them pinch it's like it, it almost looks like um mavericks left or something where like 90 percent of the way is pinch um so it was like really hard to tow and then i ended up getting that one good one that first day that was i where'd it go it was in my intersection. It was the year I won. I swear that was like probably fifty percent of the reason I ended up winning intersection was that wave. It looked so different and like so crazy compared to like all the other ways I'd surfed. It was just like a weird shot in the dark, like super special wave. But um ever since then, I just like want to surf that wave every time it breaks, and it's it's so hard to get people to come out with me.
0: <laughs> Dude, I remember checking it with you and like i'm pretty sure you're the only one who paddled out one day i don't know if you caught waves
1: uh, but... no i did dude that way that day was gnarly <laughs>
0: i remember barker was there and, no like, francisco
1: Matt... came out after oh uh, did he i think he did okay because i someone was coming to meet me out there but i paddled all the way around the point by myself and i was so scared
0: dude no one wanted a piece of that <laughs> it was
1: like onshore and rainy yeah and um yeah it's it's so scary but like i swear if you just put your time in like you'll get one and that one is like worth it all but yeah so yeah that swell last year for the rainbows thing was um won't go into the details of what the swell looked like (laughs) it was south. it was like a two foot south and 27 (laughs) seconds (laughs) trade winds with north (laughs) winds um but yeah, it was nuts because the the year before, I had that clip, the freaking funniest clip ever, where Matt filmed me going into the rocks. Like, I I tried to pull into this huge wave there. It was just a straight mush. It was a mushy slab, which is the worst wave you could ever ride. Second a mushy slab. Second wave. Um, remember it was the day after the Eminem concert. Remember oh, when you we were, went to Eminem? You M&M. just been
0: hungover. Dude, I I tried
1: to. <laughs> surf- this is the stupidest shit dude i shouldn't do this stuff I, i've learned now that i'm 30 but when i was young i used to do dumb things like this um but yeah it was the day remember we went to m&m together yeah. that was the best dude, time that ever was sick. but it was the day after that it was like kind of on shore but there was a couple crazy ones and i i like barger came out and barger was like ripping and i was like it's it, that usually happens out there is i convince people to come surf with me and then they smoke me <laughs> then, which is awesome because they're always my friends you know but it's, like, he got me all fired up, and I went on a big one, and it just sucked. Got smoked. Like, got so pounded. Came up for one breath before the second wave. Second wave landed on my head. It was, like, one of the worst beatings I ever got. Um, And I, I almost blacked out on the second wave. I remember it, like, thinking, like, oh, shit. Like, I'm getting dizzy underwater here. Like, this is... And just thinking of, like, oh, my God, I went to a concert last night. Like, I was partying. Like, I'm an idiot. Like, this is going to be, like... People are going to think, like, what an idiot. Like, they really just... <laughs> they might now. Yeah. <laughs> well, no. Oh, no, because I survived. <laughs> <laughs> but then I, I got washed into the rocks, and um, there's a... Matt filmed the whole thing on his phone, and his, like, com- commentary is just priceless, because he's just, like... You could tell he, like, thinks, like, he's watching his friend, like, almost die. Yeah, <laughs> like, yelling. He's just screaming, and um, I ended up on, like, a rock. It was the craziest thing ever. Anyway, like, I... I got into the um, the tide pools after getting washed over the rocks, and, and I thought to myself, like, like okay, like that was crazy. Like, let's see how many stitches I need to get. Oh, like shit. that was what I thought because I like bounced off a couple of rocks, but like you know your adrenaline's pumping because I was like full survival mode, and I was like, and I looked and I didn't have a scratch on me, and I was just like, holy shit! Like if I did that a hundred times, like twice yeah like nine. 90 times i'd be in the hospital and the other 10 i might be dead yeah. and like once i would make it freaking <laughs> scratchless and so this this swell last year was the first time i'd been out there since then and um it was just like it was pretty freaking scary because there was one other swell that it broke but i i had a fracture I, I broke my cheekbone or my maxillary sinus wall um so i couldn't surf it so i was like tripping So it was just, like, built up forever, and there was finally a swell, and, like, it was so scary to go back out there after that, but I convinced Matt and Kai to come with me. It was so funny, because I I did the same thing. I convinced them to come, like, really had to pull them out there, like, because it's a scary-ass wave, and... (laughs) I ended up catching one good wave, like, out of the two sessions we went, and both of those guys got, like, the waves of their lives. <laughs> and, like, I'm, I got one good wave and just fell a bunch of times. <laughs> but it was, like, it was a freaking special day for sure.
0: Dude, how are your, uh, how's the, your injuries gone? Had injuries and stuff?
1: Um, that's good. Uh, my, my brain feels pretty good. I was, um, since, since that one at Jaws a few years ago, were the uh, during the contest
0: i remember watching you pack that thing i was like next to Dan. Little... not
1: pack i went straight dude
0: oh was that not the one that you heard no yourself... i tried to
1: outrun it it landed straight on my head
0: oh never mind then
1: what do you mean I, no it might have look like i packed it from the beach but no i went straight it just broke in front of me when i went straight You totally know which one I'm talking about. Come on. All
0: right. In uh, regard to your, like, progressive surfing airs and stuff, do you, like, are there any sports that, like, you get inspiration from or individuals that, like, you want to try new things from?
1: Um, yeah. I I used to watch a lot of snowboarding. I still kind of do. I watch a lot of vert skating and mega ramp. I think that's, like, because... Because they don't have straps, you know. Like that's the one thing with snowboarding is it's so easy to just whip like spins and stuff because you're yeah. connected to the board.
0: Dude, they do like what? How many? What's the max spins they do? They I think like, they do like eighteen hundreds, right? That's that's unreal.
1: Yeah. Um But so I, I definitely watch them, and I, I do want to do a couple of tricks that I, I've done watching them. I really want to do a double cork in my lifetime, like two two spins and two flips. Mm-hmm. I don't know yeah you'd have to look up what a double cork is um, almost impossible i don't know that might be an unachievable goal but i like having it <laughs> but um i've been watching a lot of vert skating um because i'm dating nora now who's a pro skater
0: yeah how does it feel having a sk- uh, dating someone who's more famous than you
1: dude she's way more famous she's so much more professional she's better than me in every way that's <laughs> awesome <laughs> i love it but um She, she's like, um, turned me on to like a lot more, um, skating and like different vert skaters and stuff. And I watched this guy, Elliot Sloan and, um, Jimmy Wilkins. They're like my two favorite guys to watch. Um, they just do like the craziest, like boned out, like tail grabs and nose grabs and like, and their board control is amazing. Like watching how they are able to keep the board on their feet without like using wind like we do, or like straps like i don't know it's just crazy the board control so that's where i like probably draw the most inspiration from is either that or like snowboarding
0: are people still tripping out on what's considered a five in surfing
1: i don't know i i swear (laughs) who was it um kote texted me during the olympics um when italo did that um big back full rotation Mm -hmm. and, and whoever was announcing called it like huge back five and kote texted me just like call it a 540 olympics we won (laughs) i was like fuck yeah um i think it's pretty pretty known that i i think our our side of that argument won yeah (laughs) um what do you think of the olympics um i thought it was cool i
0: I think it's definitely cool that surfing uh was in it and
1: did, it, did you watch all of it? They got
0: lucky. I didn't watch all of it. I definitely, I watched, like, the end of it. Uh, I watched the finals and stuff.
1: Did you see other it it Air?
0: The one that you just talked about? Yeah, like, yeah.
1: live? No. Oh, man. Dude, I had, like, um, there was, like, an NBC, NBC, like, um, thing where you signed up and you got, like, 30 minutes free. Hmm. Somehow signed up like right as Italo was paddling out, and that was the first wave I watched. In my thirty minutes free, I was like, "I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to watch anymore of the Olympics." <laughs> like that air was so sick, but yeah, I-, I thought it was gonna be a total shit show, and then it ended up like,
0: dude, they got waves. They
1: got crazy waves. I don't
0: and- know if they know how lucky they are.
1: No, and oh, it was it was crazy watching it because I was like, I think they need- they need some reserves on their team. Because that was the best air win ever. I was watching like, fuck, I could I do good out there, guys. <laughs> like, I think I can smoke some guys in that conditions. Oh, 100%. <laughs> but, you know, 99 days out of the year, I would absolutely get smoked in the normal conditions. But it was, it was sick to watch. It was, like, crazy that um, the two best people ended up winning. Like, two of the best surfers. Yeah. Like, it, it was crazy because we just thought it was going to be a total shit show with tiny waves. And then somehow Italo and Carissa, they got waves. And somehow the two, like, you know, you can't argue that they aren't, like.
0: The best. or at e- least The
1: best or either, you know, top three or, like.
0: Yeah, for and, sure.
1: And so they ended up getting gold. It was like, shit. And it actually worked out. So it was, like, pretty cool. But
0: Do you think competitive surfing, uh, like, stifles progression or helps it propel it? Uh, the way that like the WSL currently judges things and stuff.
1: Um, sorry, Let's get you on. Um, I don't know. I think it's it's like it's. I feel more like they've n- gotten a little bit better. They've gotten better for sure. Um, but yeah, I I think it's it's way better than it used to be. I think it. it I don't think it stifles or um, pushes it too much. Like. Definitely doesn't push it that hard because you can still do a couple turns and get, a, you know, a nine. So not everyone's going to learn errors. Like, you don't have to learn errors to yeah. be on the WSL, like, on the championship tour. I still think it, it it does, like, I still think it stifles it a little bit. But guys like Itilo and Gabby, like, they do such crazy errors, like, so often that it's, I don't know, it's, it's starting to become more normal. But I still think, like... The best errors will forever be done in free surfs.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, I think so. Just because
1: the amount of reps, you know.
0: Which is strange, too, because I feel like in most sports, and this might just be a dumb generalization, but the competitiveness pushes people to, uh, kind of forces people to, like, push the boundaries and stuff. Well, dude, in any
1: other action sports, actually, that's not true. Skateboarding is really more nuanced than that. But, like, snowboarding, it's the guys doing the nutsest tricks are usually the guys. Mm-hmm. Skateboarding kind of is, but it's like there's such a wide realm of what's the nutsest trick between street and all the way to like street skating to mega ramp and whatever. Like, I don't know. So it's yeah. a little more nuanced, but yeah, for the most part, I think surfing, like, I don't know. It's a like kind of changing it. It's a little Gabby because they're doing some of the nutsest tricks and they're at the top of the competitive thing.
0: How's the new WSL format? I just like was found out about when they actually did the final
1: i was over it i mean i like the format i just didn't like that it was at trestle's trestle's was just so boring to me
0: yeah apparently uh someone was telling me that that was the first time that the w actually like made a profit on the contest doing that
1: it meant yeah how would they make a profit from like selling merch i don't what know do I, I think they i don't know that's the what... viewership or the sales on um the ads online that makes sense i guess no but um i mean yeah i I think it's cool to come down to a single day as a fan who watches it but there's nothing at risk when you're watching lowers like i watched like it's a to score and he hit the biggest section at lowers and there was like i don't know no chance of him like injuring himself you know or anything like there was no like there's no like i don't know you want to watch people like that's what was so cool about pipe is like they had like you know yeah, they had I real consequences really, to like push themselves where this was like oh like yeah, you know, like gabby did a flip that was really cool but it's like if he fell on that flip like so yeah. <laughs> you know like i like to watch like something where like people are right at their limits
0: all right so i know that you're a fan of reading books and stuff have you been reading anything good lately what do you mean? You know? <laughs> reading books? Dude, not everybody reads, and I know you read.
1: Check your facts, dude. Dude, what do you mean? I don't read any books. What? No, I I listen. Dude, I listen, you listen to, to books. audiobooks. I listen okay. to audiobooks. Well, I, don't, I don't count it as reading, though. That's, that's like, like a... listening to a longer ass podcast. That's true. Um, no, I was. I'm still listening to one on the way <laughs> over here. I, this is my second or third time listening to. I read it once actually like actually turned See? pages and stuff See? <laughs> but it's called everybody lies um it's about like data science big data and like what everyone searches on google and stuff and like this guy just does all these like crazy experiments with google analytics it's super fascinating i highly suggest it hmm. but it goes into like yeah like
0: oh I, dude wait i gotta ask you some questions that some people turned in because or else you know no one's ever gonna do this
1: one sec yeah dude where's the amas <laughs> we had a
0: pretty the first one he goes like okay this is a joke he's not actually this is not serious was like can you help me hide the bodies <laughs> 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 I was like, uh,
1: "Mr." <laughs> guy, <man?" yeah. laughs> Good on, uh,
0: uh, i got one who says to be anonymous why do you get so mad when you're surfing
1: because i care because <laughs> i care so much <laughs> there, you there
0: you go another one can rock music make a comeback
1: what do you mean make a comeback that's like a weird see i, I think rock music is doing just fine it's just everyone thinks that music from 10 to 30 years ago was always better no matter what. And 10 from 30 years from now, the music of today will be great. Yeah. People
0: have that. Uh, I forget. It's like a fallacy. or It's, it's a, just a
1: weird nostalgia thing. Yeah. Where they're like, oh, you know, my life was better 20 years ago. Like, oh, the music must have been better, too.
0: Do you train for surfing? For big surfing?
1: Yeah. I actually train really hard, even though I don't post pictures of the gym. Because I don't think people really care that I train really hard. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I, I work really hard to, like, especially now that I'm 30 nice was right. that all the questions it... yeah
0: that's it honestly I thought I was going to get more questions for you for real alright this is another thing we did with Kai that was actually kind of fun pull out a question uh, dude, you cut out. some are good some are shit uh, you know. alright let's pull out, pull let's out. yeah
1: what is... favorite type of milk <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's so many types <laughs>
1: Um, whole milk whole grass-fed organic milk how about that <laughs> <laughs> over or under toilet paper what does that mean yeah
0: the toilet paper roll like over we're,
1: or under like like it's the well oh, always over yeah where it's like closer to you yeah
0: 100 yeah,
1: percent
0: 100 yeah dude. kai I, I don't know if he disagreed with me or if he just didn't care
1: <laughs> no way you go under most underrated pizza topping uh, I don't know I think goat cheese how good is uh, goat cheese on a freaking really, Mopsy, dude yeah
0: that's a very underrated pizza topping
1: yeah people don't think of goat cheese there's some fire pizzas with goat cheese on them how many, how many more you dude, want to just do? do let's do three just,
0: more do as many as you want <laughs>
1: Most influential person in your life? Wow, that's a deep question. I don't know. Let's go simple. <laughs> My parents. <laughs> there you go. Actually, Archer from the TV show. Dude, I love that show. <laughs> Top three cuisines? Like, what? What type of ethnic food do you? Yeah. I have? Ooh, I think Japanese for sure. Like sushi and yeah. noodles and all that. Fuck. That's it. I'm just gonna go just Japanese.
0: Japanese for all three
1: yeah i like like i don't know i like i like local food too like Hawaiian food yeah but like real local food like like lomi salmon freaking halpia pie or halpia. what's the it's
0: a little the pudding white gelatin the one? pudding yeah, yeah it's just haupia right i think it's just halpia. yeah
1: most underrated snack peanut butter pretzels <laughs> and there you have it
0: albs do you want to say anything else
1: no, I think we as much as I've talked in like a week, <laughs> in like an hour. All
0: right, well, thank you very much for coming on and making time. And, uh, yeah, have a good day.
1: No worries. Bye, Thanks. everyone.
0: Thanks.